when you're in design, everything is collaborative and there is this phase of like ideation where nothing is wrong. Nothing is too crazy. Nothing is too like unrelated. And it just teaches you to look at like quote unquote problems, right? When you're a designer, you're solving a creative problem. It might be a brand identity. It might be a marketing campaign. But when you're a coach, you're, co you're solving a coaching problem. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Invictus Mindset Podcast. Today, I welcome Invictus Fitness Director of Education and Master Coach, Kirsten Arndt. Welcome to the show, yo. Hello. I'm so excited to chat with you. You have this, this unique lens on the fitness industry, and there's, there's so much knowledge packed into your brain, your world, and I just want to share that with the Invictus community today. So thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to like share this platform and just share this conversation with you. I always enjoy when we cross paths in the gym and see where those, you know, micro conversations go. So this one will be even better. I love that you described it as micro conversations because it's those little things, right? The passing in the gym, the observation of a coaching experience, the the gentle feedback that we share amongst ourselves or, or with our other staff members. And it's cool to see how those micro conversations add up to macro points and changes within culture and structure and some really cool things that you have implemented into, into our community. And so, you know, with that being said, Kirsten, it is CrossFit Games Week. What does it mean to you to be a part of, of the CrossFit community and observe the sport of CrossFit as we've got Team Invictus taking on the competition floor in uh, about two days? Uh, I'm super excited. I remember when I first jumped into CrossFit in like 2010, like those first few years, whenever game season would roll around, it was like a big deal. I just felt like it was like, the World Series or like the Olympics, you know, like I remember my wife and I, we were like, we just were so drinking the Kool-Aid and we would sit and watch the live stream events for regionals and, and games and like throughout our day. And so to see how the sport has evolved and, and then like since then have joined the Invictus brand and, and the team, I have a huge sense of pride just in watching how the Invictus athletes represent our team and our name. And in particular, seeing how some of these newer athletes on the team, like they're getting their shot and that's a big deal. And I mean, I remember I used to coach with Brittany, you know, like she was one of my co-coaches when she first started and it's been wonderful to see her journey. And I'm really excited for this team in particular. They have great great team energy and dynamics. So I'm thrilled for them. Yeah, for sure. I'm very excited to see, you know, what's possible for them this year where they can really seek their edge through, as you mentioned, that, that really unique team dynamic. And you're no stranger to team dynamics, Kirsten. You, you have a very unique background in, in high level professional rugby. Will you touch on that experience a little bit and, you know, how that has fostered your psychology around teams? Yeah. Um, I actually grew up playing soccer. That was like my first team, team sport. Um, mm -hmm. 
I grew up playing pretty competitively and that really birthed for me just what a good team experience can do to foster us as humans and to like help us develop. And then I went to college, played D1 soccer, ended up getting kind of burned out, ended up leaving that sport, took a year off. And then I realized I didn't really know what to do with myself without the aspect of sport in my life. So then I picked up rugby, which is hilarious because as you can see, I am not a physically imposing or large individual. I actually hate contact sports. So that made no sense uh, to myself or my mom, who was really upset that I picked up rugby, but uh, (laughs) I enjoyed it. And I think I ended up playing that sport the way that a smaller, more like, I don't know, skill oriented person plays something, which was, I had to figure out how to stay alive. And uh, yeah, I think that made me an interesting athlete on the field. Uh, I I brought a lot of my soccer playing experience to that sport. And I ended up playing for the US Eagles uh, sevens program leading up to their 2009 World Cup. Uh, Very cool. And I moved to New Zealand. I played there for a year um, for a women's pro team there. That was really fun. Some of the best best women's rugby players in the world and they they taught me a lot (laughs) it's so cool to to unpack that story a little bit in the sense of you know rugby is known for being this very physically imposing sport and and you described you know that's not so much your game your style and so it's cool because you probably had to lean into all the little things understanding angles understanding how to read you know defenses and, and and understanding the little things that maybe are not highlighted all the time in order to maximize your success. Trident Coffee is sponsoring this episode of the Invictus Mindset Podcast. My guys over at Trident taught me something really important this last year, that we are all a bundle of stories, both good and bad and everything in between. At Trident, they're storytellers. All of their cold brews remind their customers that that they are part of something bigger than themselves. They help create connections through symbology and storytelling that engage their customers on an emotional level, and this distinguishes them from other coffee brands. You can find Trident in Imperial Beach and in Coronado. They offer over 14 plus nitro cold brews along with dairy-free options. You can find the perfect brew and pair it with one of their treats from their keto bakery. All these options will allow you to support your health and fitness journey with Trident Coffee. They're more than just a coffee company. You can check them out over at tridentcoffee.com and use code INVICTUS20 for 20% off online and in tap rooms. Once again, that's tridentcoffee.com. Use code INVICTUS20 for 20% off online and in tap rooms. Take your coffee experience. To the next level. Two important factors for us over at Invictus Mindset are true care and attention to detail. My friends over at RX Markier have been bringing innovative fitness tools to the market since 2009. From their award-winning Evo speed ropes to their amazing gymnastics grips to their line of inflatable fitness equipment, they're constantly looking to problem solve within the fitness industry. 
they're always allowing us to have our gear work for us rather than against us. Hop on over to RX Mark Gear and use discount code Invictus Mindset to shop their latest cutting edge gear. Have your gear work with you and not against you. And not to mention, you know, understanding coaching principles and, you know, trying to deliver and execute based on, you know, what's being practiced and what's being delivered by the coach. You know, as you are navigating your relationship with sport, did you know at that time that one day you would lean into the coaching space or what was that experience like? Uh, no, I don't think I knew I would lean into coaching and I definitely don't think I knew I would get into this like CrossFit functional fitness, like just general population health coaching. If anything, I was like, Oh, maybe I'll give back someday and be like a kid's sport coach because I had tremendous coaches growing up. uh, Honestly, still to this day, some of the best, um, I think some of the best examples of coaching I had, like not just because they were technically really good at, at their sport or whatever their specialty was, but just that they were really good leaders and communicators and facilitators of, of growth. And they helped develop great teams and like that, all those things go into making a great coach. You can be like the best technical coach, but not be a good coach. And I had a few examples of very poor coaches. Um, and so I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I foresaw myself getting into coaching, but once I returned to, you know, like the CrossFit space after working a different career, I, I just learned how much I loved it. And I was, I was really motivated by the coaches that I saw in front of me. And I was like, Oh, I want to make a difference in people's lives. And that's how I got into coaching CrossFit. And and you definitely have, I want to unpack that element of leadership with you real quickly. You know, there's so many things that, that go into facilitating optimal communication. There's analogies, which you're great at given the, the diverse professional background that you have. Um, there's empowering people to allow them to make mistakes and then learn from them and have a conversation, you know, after the fact. And then there's also this element of, of the human component, which you're also really great at, which is how are you seeking to understand asking the right questions versus just giving answers to the wrong questions. You know, will you touch on some of these leadership components that, you know, you're very aware of and have personally implemented yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, this is like a big, deep rabbit hole. And I think that you also, like you and I are pretty similar in that as coaches and and like being a coach is just a version of being a leader. You know, you just Mm -hmm. happen to have the coach title, but like when you're in the gym, you're a leader in that space. And I think that those two words are like almost interchangeable. And I think that I see that in you a lot that you lead by asking and, and what might look like a question is actually really more of an invitation. And I think that that's my personal style of coaching as well in that I'm not a, I mean, I have high standards. I, I like my, my athletes and my members to meet a standard beyond mm-hmm. just movement, um, you know, range of motion. But I'm not the type of coach that I don't try to make the show about me. I don't try to 
make athletes get out of the workout what I want them to get out of it. And I see that a lot in you as well, that when I coach, I'm gently trying to create opportunities or invitations. Mm. So, and that could be like when I give a cue, it's, hey, have you considered trying this? What if you, what if you try this next time with your feet? Or on the next set, what if you go out really hard and try to hang on? Um, more just like what I love about this is the curiosity that you possess as a coach. Yeah. It's like you're, you're creating various perspectives, which may differ based on the interval or the set. And then you're just challenging your athletes to think a little bit like, Hey, why don't you try this instead of that? Oh yeah. And it's this unique, like childlike playground that you create within your sessions. And then it creates healthy dialogue of movement exploration. hundred percent. I would say, Probably one of my biggest skills or like, I don't know, strengths is that I am probably infinitely curious. And that's, Mm -hmm. I think that's what keeps me in the coaching industry because I see a lot of people get burned out on coaching because the days like you feel like you're maybe doing the same thing over and over. But in reality, I think that there is a world of exploration in coaching. Every day you go in, the people in front of you are different. Even if it's the same Jane, Joe, and Kelly that showed up yesterday, they are different versions of Jane, Joe, and mm-hmm. Kelly. And I am a different version than who I was yesterday. And like, I don't know. I just, there's a world of exploration if you dig into the same thing repeatedly and repeatedly. And yeah. that's what's interesting about coaching is that. I'm just always curious what somebody's going to learn about themselves. And they come in with this mindset of, oh, I'm supposed to win the workout or I'm supposed to do X number of rounds. And I'm like, no, what you're supposed to do is take a mindset of, okay, what can I learn about myself by trying something? Mm -hmm. And without using those words, I just try to foster an environment that they learn something and they can reflect on it at the end. That's a big part of my coaching is at the end of every session, we take two to three minutes to reflect on what went well, what what didn't go according to plan, what we can learn from that. And uh, without that reflection piece, people can't learn. No, I, I totally align with what you're saying. It, it really yeah. makes people introspective which, I mean, in, in a world full of distraction, you know, it's very easily to deflect and distract and bury. And I think what's cool about your unique coaching style is it allows for the infinite curiosity to have some of these things start to gently float to the surface. And I mean, especially in a, in a CrossFit style environment, the, the obsession with intensity gets sometimes highlighted too much the obsession with weight or rounds and reps. But what I love about you and our coaching staff is just, hey, today I want you to be where your feet are. I don't want you to think about that really intrusive call that you had before class or, you know, what what's to come as far as, you know, stress later in the day. Let's just let's just be here now. And, you know, on this set, let's navigate this perspective. On that set, let's navigate that. And sometimes it's partner stuff. You you have you've done some really cool things with odd objects which I really admire as well. I mean, sandbags are typically things that people clean, they carry. And you've had your clients do flips and twists and turns. And it's just so cool, the unique innovation that you bring in. 
And it makes sense, Kirsten, that you've you've gone through this unique journey with diverse professional backgrounds, as I alluded to before. And, you know, some of that is graphic design. Some of that is, you know, varying worlds that you wouldn't necessarily think would segue to the fitness space. Will you touch on some of those backgrounds? Because it enables you to have a different lens on health and fitness, but also it allows you this unique articulation of specific analogies in the form of communication. Yeah, sure. I, I definitely have a diverse background. Um, I went to school to, and I studied science. I was an environmental science major. I did like some geology work right out of school. Oh, that's cool. And then I realized I didn't want to do that. Although I really do love rocks and I have a lot of rock collections and <laughs> that's, that's like, the- that, that's amazing though, because it's, it's something that like you can use that analogy, you know, people carry in their bag of rocks. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it relates to so many things there. Yeah. Um, and then I like realized I didn't want to work and I tried to play professional sports. And then after that I was like, okay, I need to like make some income. And so I went back to school as all, you know, students do when they don't know what to do for work, they go back to school. So I went back to school for graphic design and web development. And I was a graphic designer for a number of years, five years, Mm. six years. I owned my own business. I worked um, for various companies. And I feel like being in the creative world has strongly influenced my coaching. Um, When you're in design, everything is collaborative. And there is this phase of like ideation where nothing is wrong. Nothing is too crazy. Nothing is too like unrelated. And it just teaches you to look at like quote unquote problems, right? When you're a designer, you're solving a creative problem. It might be a brand identity. It might be a marketing campaign. But when you're a coach, you're you're solving a coaching problem. And design definitely taught me, one, the power of asking questions and two, that there's no wrong, there's no wrong solution or like there's no wrong answer at the beginning. And so that is genuinely how I look at coaching. Every day I walk in, I'm like, the workout on the whiteboard for me is a coaching puzzle to be solved of how mm-hmm. can I best create an effective learning environment or how can I create whatever experience I want to facilitate that day? And that comes back to like some of the coaching principles that Invictus teaches you of, you know, have a coaching focus for the day, have a point of performance, whatever it is. But I I want to bookmark you there yeah. for a quick second. You said a couple words that I really love around culture. I mean, you've done an amazing job helping shift our culture. I talked to Dave Newman around the terminology of, you know, we say scale oftentimes within the CrossFit space that comes with a little bit of a negative connotation or a less than feeling. And you did a great job facilitating the word customize. And I've been somebody, a huge proponent of that and sharing that continuously almost on every episode. But you also took it further just now and you used the term experience. It's not just a workout. It is an experience. And you help facilitate that through really well thought out warmups, through the planting of seeds within the, the mindsets of our members before they go on a run or a carry 
or maybe at the start of class within your your icebreaker style question. How did you ultimately get to the point where you understood that it was not just a workout for some people, but it was more? That's such a great question. Uh, I think I've had some... I mean, you do it organically. It's just, it's so cool to observe. Uh, I think that it stems from a couple places. One, I've had some really great coaching mentors myself. Um, I think strong fit principles spoke to me um, on a lot of levels. Uh, Coach Richard Mm -hmm. with them was a big influence for me. Um, Even before that, I think just like as an athlete, who I am, what I'm interested in, uh, I'm deeply interested in like philosophy and the psychology of humans and physical, a practice of physical movement and exercise has never really just been about physical movement for me. Um, it's always, I've always noticed that it, it does more. Um, so as much it's digging, yeah, as much as I like to spend like time in the weight room, like, you know, any good meathead does, I, I've always felt like it, it's just alluding and connecting to deeper levels of ourself. Um, and that, that sounds really woo woo, especially in like the mainstream marketing of like fitness and gym culture, you know, that's kind of marketed now. But as a coach, I would say like, that's probably my number one goal is to help people that walk through the doors of Invictus realize that this is not just your 60 minutes to tune out. This can often be your 60 minutes to tune in and actually start to pay attention and bring awareness to your mental state, your emotional state, your physical state, and how what you do physically can influence and and direct those states. It can either compound and keep you where you are, or it can be um, a vehicle that you use. Physical movement can be a vehicle that you use to move you through those states. I love that you touched on that. I mean, action typically sparks mood. And it, it, it's super cool that you touched on that. I mean, Richard and Julian Pinot, um, guys that are huge proponents for strong fit, um, you know, have, have connected with our community in such magical ways. And everybody gets a unique um, nugget from, from each interaction with those guys. And you, you've done such a great job implementing things from there, implementing things from birth fit, implementing things from the art of breath and XPT and pulling in all these external educational pieces. And Kirsten, now you're making your own. Like I can't help but create an ear to ear smile because I've seen how hard you've worked. I've seen how passionate you are. But would you mind touching on what is Invictus University? Okay. So Invictus University is... Here it goes, guys. It's Get excited. <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, for me, I think it's the next like evolution for Invictus to share the tremendous knowledge and experience that the group of professional coaches here have developed over the past decade. Um, like The level of coaches at Invictus continues to blow me away. When I first came here, I, I came here purposefully to this team to be a small fish in a big pond. And I haven't stopped learning from the people around me. And Invictus University is essentially 
our effort to bring our knowledge and our experience as professional GPP coaches to the broader community of coaches throughout the country and the world. It's going to be a platform for coach development. Um, it's, it's a curriculum for coaches from novice to experience to learn. Um, and essentially for us to share principles as well as a variety of methods and tactics that Invictus coaches have used to hone their craft over the past decade. I love that you mentioned principles specifically because sometimes I like to challenge the traditional education system around memorize these concepts from the lecture to take an exam and then I'm going to score you on that exam, a, a letter score of A, B, C, D, E, or F, um, no E, but you kind of get the point there or a numerical score. And then that kind of dictates, you know, okay, this is, you know, your physical preparedness or mental, emotional preparedness in order to take on what's to come next. And I love that it's not about that for you. It's like, hey, I'm going to meet you where you're at. Here's what I'm seeing as strong suits of your coaching ability. Here's where I think you can improve. And then you lay out a really awesome structure around, you know, helping challenge the, the traditional psychology around coaching. Will, will you touch on the depth of, of that? You mentioned method, methods, you mentioned tactics, and you me mentioned principles. How do those three things kind of make up Invictus University for people looking to potentially sign up in the future? Yeah, so I think it's tough when you're like a coach in the coaching industry, especially new, I, f I feel like we just think we need more technical information like, oh, I need a better cue and, oh, I need to better understand the deadlift or I need to better understand um, like this, this technical skill set. And like, I remember that where I'm like, oh, I need to go get this cert and I need to go get this cert and I need to go get this cert. And like, I, I definitely felt, and tell me if you resonate with this, but I always felt like oh, it's this cert, they're going to give me the answer that I need to be the next, to be like the coach I want to be. And it's not that like, yes, as coaches, we need a really strong foundational knowledge of technical skills or of technical understanding, right? We need to understand anatomy and physiology. We need to understand how to cue a certain thing. We need to understand like biomechanics. Abs absolutely. But you can take that hole super deep and still be a, a not so effective coach. Like we also mm -hmm. need to round out our technical skills with like different tactical approaches and, and what I like to call like some softer skills of how's my communication? How's my leadership skills? Do I know how to read a room? Can I create empathy? Can I create trust? Do I have active listening skills? Because honestly, you can be, and I think we all have examples of this in our life that, that we know coaches that know so much, but A, you'll never know it all. Like just make peace with that right now. The human body is way too complex. We haven't figured it all out. People are actively still learning new things. And B, like you can make impact as a coach with whatever knowledge you have now. You just need to be able to relate to human, to people on the human level. Um, mm -hmm. and so, yeah. You, you touched on it before how 
each day we're a different version of ourselves. And so something that, that is floating to my headspace right now is this com- component around meet people where yeah. they're at. And sometimes the really aggressive cue, I'll, I'll just pick the muscle up because it seems to be a popular movement within our space. Turn over. Do a fast GHD sit-up. Sometimes those cues people don't totally understand. But for you, for example, headbutt the, the, the ball into the soccer goal. Oh, I understand that movement pattern. That relates to my story. This episode is brought to you by Mush. My friends over at Mush created an incredibly cool product of ready-to-eat overnight oats. And for those of you that listen to the podcast often, you know simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And Mush has done just that, as their products have no more than seven clean ingredients that are dairy-free, gluten-free, with no added sugar. Mush started right here at Invictus as they had a vision to create convenient, healthy, and clean nutrition. And this landed them on Shark Tank, where the famous Mark Cuban invested in them. Now they're found in retailers all over the country, including Costco, Sprouts, Target, and Whole Foods. Check out my friends over at www.eatmush.com. And so I think it's gently, you know, Getting to know your athlete, understanding their history, their background, what makes them come alive, observe through emotional intelligence, what makes them a little bit more perky, what gets a pep in their step? You know, are they somebody that likes to be one-on-one coach, kind of isolated, or do they typically like to be addressed in a group environment and really gently observing? And it seems to the human eye as if the coach isn't doing much, but the whole time they're processing information and learning to better connect with the athlete. And sometimes, you know, you've done a great job of this where it it needs to be demoed by yourself or by somebody else. You know, sometimes there's an audio cue. You know, we've seen that with double unders around and trying to gently whisper that in somebody's ear so that way they can understand the neuromuscular coordination and, and the timing. You know, sometimes it's, you know, hey, it's the tone. You you should be a little softer. That person had a really stressful day and you need to communicate in a different way. And then other times it's like, man, this person's, you know, maybe lying a little bit more on the depressive state. Maybe if I shout and I get a little bit more amped, that'll get them going a little bit. And you you try all these things and we have a really healthy relationship with failure at Invictus because it's not a negative thing for us. It, it becomes a data, yeah, point it's a data point because we may try. Yeah, we may try all these different things. And then it's like, all right, well, I threw these arrows at the wall. Which one's going to stick? And then you, you run to some, okay, here is the rhyme and rhythm and the sequence or the equation that gets this person to tick a little bit. And, you know, I, dis, I do a good job describing it in a broad and inclusive way. But Kirsten, you're creating structure around this stuff and finding ways to scale it and make it repeatable. Like, I'm just, I'm so excited for Invictus University to launch. Yeah, me too. And I think like what you're like, talking about there, right, is is how different people learn. And that's an element of what we try to teach in Evictus University, where our coaches thinking about that, right? As coaches, it's our job to cover an element of teaching, to cover an element of inspiring, to cover an element of motivating. And in order to do those three things on a sliding scale, depending on who's in front of you, like everything you just said you have to be aware of those principles of, okay, how does the athlete in front of me learn? 
Are they visual, audible, kinesthetic? Do they learn by doing? And, and like, that's just one of the frameworks that we discuss in Invictus University, you know, amongst others, it's, um, okay, hey, how do we, how do Invictus coaches tend to evaluate movement? How do we create appropriate customizations for people in front of us? And not just on a one-on-one scale. Doing that, doing like one-on-one coaching is its own thing. But what Invictus University is, is trying to teach and its mission is to give group GPP coaches more skills um, and more frameworks and I think a more colorful way to look at coaching because I mean I think we could dig into this for a while because I hear you talk about it all the time group coaches have this huge potential for impacting the health of our general population like in a way Mm -hmm. in our society that I don't think a lot of other job roles are, are poised to do, but like who actually thinks of group coaches like that? Like, no, I I think you're hitting the nail on the head. And I actually do really want to unpack this for our viewers and our listeners, because there's this narrative around, you know what? My finances are tight. The first thing I'm going to cut is my gym membership. It's, it's not viewed as a health and wellness experience. It's viewed as gym membership. And there's this label, there's this narrative that comes with that. And honestly, I don't even think it's it's a lack of respect for the working professional in our role. I think it ends up becoming a lack of personal respect for one's own health because they're choosing all these other things to, to spend their time, energy, attention, and, and money on. But, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I'm not going to necessarily blanket statement here, but... I bet we know our members better than most of their doctors do. We see them almost every day. We have a generalized understanding of their habits, their nutrition protocols, their mindsets, their sleep, their relationships, how they move, why they move. Those are a heck of a lot of data points to help positively or negatively influence somebody's life. However, you know, all this money gets tossed into health insurance and all these things. And there's a gentle penalty if we don't have that. But then there's not depth within the conversation to really and truly authentically care about one's health and well-being. And I think, you know, this is an opportunity to, to have that conversation. Yeah, I agree. It's there's definitely a narrative around like, what okay, what is the role of a gym? And like, how important is it? And I feel like we're on this uphill battle and I feel like professional coaches, you know, like yourself and myself and the team at Invictus, like when people, when new people join our gym, I tell them, I'm like, Oh, like what's different about Invictus is you're going to be coached by a team of professionals. Like whether they're full-time or part-time coaches, it is, they treat it as their professional career in that they take it, they, they think like, we believe that what we're doing is so instrumental to causing, you know, beneficial influence and change for you. And it's true. Like you see your clients, Bryce, probably like anywhere from five to 10 hours a week, right? Cause some of your clients train for two hours a day. And even the general population that's coming in for group class 
if they're a consistent member, I'm seeing them four to five hours a week. So I can pick up on general trends of, oh, somebody's demeanor has changed. Hey, somebody's performance is dropping or somebody really knocked it out of the park. And then we can have these conversations before and after class. Okay, what's going on at work? What's going on with recovery? Why did you feel really slow during that workout? Oh, because you've got this huge deadline coming up at work or you just took an international trip and, oh, whoa, like, hey, tomorrow when you come in, it's VO2 max day. Do me a favor. We're going to change that workout for you. That's not appropriate. And the potential that group health coaches have for starting to see health trends in their clients, like you said, I mean, doctors are play this role way beyond what a coach can, but the system is not set up currently for coaches, for doctors to provide preventative care. Coaches are the first line of preventative care and health. And I think you're right that we need to change the narrative. And that means we need to also change like for clients as well as coaches. Hey, what is the gym to you? What is the role of your coach? Coaches need to take what they do seriously. They need to continue to professionally develop, whether they're a group coach or a one-on-one coach. And clients need to respect the role that one hour in the gym can play for them because it's, it, it's yeah, monumental. For sure. I think it's, it also takes a step further where we look at this, this psychology around titles and, you know, for a very long time, we've, we've all trusted the word doctor. Well, there's good doctors, there's amazing doctors, but there's also bad doctors. There's good coaches, there's mediocre coaches, and there's bad coaches. And so I think it's, it's like you talked about seeking to understand, asking the right questions and seeing if that professional is the right fit for you. And, you know, then from there, practicing the art and the psychology around what can I do today to ensure that my long-term health is getting, you know, a micro fraction better or 1% better is, is the cliche term. And I think that leads to generalized awareness, better conversations, and ultimately the, the overarching umbrella of preventative medicine versus only reactive medicine and this heavy reliance on, on pharmaceuticals that quite frankly have so many side effects versus the the consistency and the slow drip of the low-hanging fruit associated with fitness. And I think if you can create customized options, now people don't have this incredible anxiety around, oh my gosh, I have to do what's on the whiteboard. It's like, no, as Kirsten described, this is a puzzle and it's meant to be a generalized blueprint to fit where you are today in this moment. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, so like what you're touching on there is the idea of a culture of customization. And I think a lot of people would be surprised, like coaches would be surprised at how unattached to the whiteboard like Invictus Fitness is, especially because it's Mm -hmm. like we talked about at the beginning. We have, we're really well known for creating games, athletes and sending teams to the highest level of, of CrossFit, you know, the sport of fitness. But what we're also really good at is serving the general population in their mission of, of health and performance. And we do so 
I think in some ways, and we utilize methods that would surprise people. We, we, Mm -hmm. we don't write scores on the board. We a long time ago have moved beyond the language of RX and scaled. It didn't serve the overall mission that we had as health and fitness and performance providers. Language is so important. And if you want to create a community or like a membership that has agency over their own health, you need to help them realize that it's not about coming in and doing what's on the whiteboard. The whiteboard is just the foundation from which we will build from. And they have, as a coach, you have helped those athletes over years build skills of what do I need today? What is my body telling me? What makes sense? Essentially, um, okay, what does this workout want from me? But what do I want from the workout? And I am straight up taking that phrase from one of our coaches at DC um, Invictus, uh, Sam, and she knocked it out of the park where she was like, oh, like we're really just, we're putting an option out there and then we're helping facilitate our members to combine, to mix in what they need and what they want from what we are starting with. And it's like, absolutely. That's awesome. I love, I love the way you describe that. It also just goes to show that, you know, we're a culture of sharing. There's, there's always sharing knowledge and then there's combining or there's removing or there's trimming the fat or there's adding an, an additional ingredient. And this culture of sharing breeds innovation and ideation and allows us to truly redefine fitness, which is ironic, but also very, yeah, very it's cool. Awesome. It's coaching. Coaching needs to be like that. And a lot of people don't are working at smaller gyms, you know, maybe there's only two or three coaches on staff. And so it's hard to have the same level of dialogue or ideation or just sharing. And so that's part of the goal of Invictus University is to create more overlap for various gyms to have dialogue with um, coaches that think differently, you know, Invictus staff members and be like, oh, well, like, hey, this is how I see that coaching puzzle and to share our perspective because that's really dialogue and communication is what moves, is what causes the biggest transformation for people um, regardless of industry. And just to come back for a second to if we're going to build a culture of customization as coaches, and that's a huge principle at Invictus of helping facilitate an environment where members come in and they bring an element of what they need to a group class experience, you need to have coaches that have the skill set to very quickly and correctly help facilitate that experience for however many people are in their class. And that is the goal mm-hmm. of Invictus University, to help build those skills for, for coaches, that they can quickly on the spot understand the technical you know, stimulus for the day, as well as the technical and tactical needs of the class. You touched on that so well. And I'm so excited for Invictus University to unravel here in the near future. Um, where can people find you, Kirsten? You you have this world of knowledge that you're consistently sharing. And, and you also have well-read <laughs> Meathead, which is super cool. And kind of this combination of you know, intellect with getting introspective as we discussed before and how that meets fitness. 
Where can people um, find you? I'm on Instagram at wellread.meathead. Uh, I have a blog that I write about all of my coaching ideas at wellreadmeathead.com. Um, but you can also find me at Invictus San Diego. Um, if you want more information about Invictus University, you can go to the um, CrossFit Invictus website and there's a drop down menu for uh, different tracks that we, programs that we offer. And Invictus University is on there, or you can email learn at crossfitinvictus.com. You're very cool, Kirsten. Well, I'm incredibly honored to unpack your story and the Invictus University story and how that continues to grow, evolve, and positively influence the world. Um, Any final thoughts as we kind of wrap things up today? It was was so fun to finally formalize our conversation based on all the little micro interactions we get to have. Yeah, I really enjoyed our time. And like, it's an honor to be on the podcast. It's been fun to watch you grow this project. And I, I know that our coaching methodologies overlap a lot. And so I'm sure there's a lot more rabbit holes we can dive down in the future. Absolutely. For those of you listening or observing on YouTube, if you enjoyed my conversation with Coach Kirsten today, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends. And as always, stay on the hunt for who have not yet become. Until next time. Thank you. Thanks, Kirsten. Are you over 35 and in need of a solid training program? Are you looking to improve your athleticism and keep up with the younger athletes in your CrossFit gym? Then look no further than our Invictus Masters program. This program places year-round emphasis on mobility and stability exercises with movements that we have seen directly benefit our Masters athletes. Our program is led by Nicole DeHart and offers a training program designed specifically for Masters athletes who are looking to compete at a higher level in the sport of CrossFit. Some of our top Masters athletes in the world train with us, including CrossFit Games champion Kevin Kester, Matt Beals, and Pat Sprague. You can learn more about their stories and the Invictus Masters program by checking out their episodes right here on the Invictus Mindset Podcast. If you'd like more information about the current training cycle or to join the Invictus Masters program, please email Nicole at InvictusAthlete.com. That's N-I-C-H-O-L-E at InvictusAthlete.com.